initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Damn, the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. Infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. Woo! You understand that? This is live. Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Boom Bap Nation Live Interactive Series. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. Well, matter of fact, it was called Boom Bap Nation Live Interactive Series. Now it's called The Infamous Hour. Each and every Thursday here on Boom Bap Nation Facebook, we bring you legendary MCs. It has been just such an amazing time throughout quarantine. And now that people are back outside, we are still here in the field bringing you the amazing content that we do here and you expect from Boom Bap Nation. I have my co-host, Tone Vera, to build the tone. What's up? What's up, man? I'm glad to be here. I'm, every week, we we got something exciting for the people out there. So we're definitely more excited than usual this week because, whoo, it's live in here. No, it, it's super live. And you know what? The, the unexpected things are always the best things. Like when you plan things, it's like you lead up to it. But when he told me he had Coolio on deck, I'm like, wait, Coolio, the legendary Coolio himself pulling up the Boom Bat Nation? I mean... Seriously, Tone, is, is this really happening right now? Is this going down? This is really happening, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Coolio. Coolio, welcome to Boom Bap Nation. How you feeling, brother? What's up, my brother? How y'all doing, man? What's uh, up? Uh, What's uh, we're doing great. I mentioned you a little bit off air. You know, I'm a big, avid hat collector, and I have over 400 hats. I, I, I literally have, like, hats to match, like, every outfit. Like, I'm literally obsessed with fitted hats. But you have the best hat I've ever seen because you actually have, like, the button removed in the top for, for, yeah. the, for the dress. Did you create that yourself or was that custom made? Like, how did that actually happen? No, I do it. I do it myself. I, you know, I, I sew, bro. I'm a, I'm kind, I try to, I try to, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a renaissance man, man. I, I sew, I, I, I make moonshine. You make moonshine? Yeah, I, I work on, Round I work on cars. Guy. Round applause. I work on cars. Yeah, I work on cars and, and you know, shit, I do all kind of shit. Tony makes moonshine. I was on National Geographic for moonshine. Literally. You make moonshine? Well, I, I make I make the urban edition of moonshine. It's called a nutcracker. So it's like jungle juice. I was on National Geographic. I mean, this is the even ride Louise. Oh. I'm not even hosting anywhere because they sold me on National Geographic. I was on an uh, episode called Moonshine Mayhem on this uh, the show called uh, Underworld Inc. on National Geographic. So they profiled Moonshine in the South, and then they came to New York and filmed me on my nutcracker hustle. So it's kind of the same thing, but it's, it's more fruity. You know, it's not like the gangster moonshine. Now, now, how what is the proof percentage on your moonshine? It's, it got to be like 160. It got to be out of here. Well, we, I, you know, it, it starts off at about when it when it come out when it come out the uh, out the hole. It, it, it's about 140, but I proof it down. I proof it down to about to about 90. Mm. Uh, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to get people too faded. I don't want to kill nobody. You know what I'm saying? 90, 90 is enough, man, for uh, for people these days. You know what I'm saying? It's a they people got enough substances in their body, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, you know, these youngsters, they they be on five drugs, bro. Yeah, no, they be on crazy because they be on they be on Xanax, weed, alcohol, uh um um uh and then uh uh, uh, uh opiate and and a molly all at the same time. But man, that's that's too much. That's too much. That's 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 why they be that's why they that's why they be falling like that. That's why they be going down like that. And that's why they that's why they think that's why they thought process is so wild, bro. They just they wild. It's wild. It's some wild young men out here right now, man. Hey, Coolio, off, 
off the air, you mentioned that you've been out in Vegas for the past 12 years. Now, yeah. out there, uh, dispensaries and marijuana is illegal out there. Have you gotten into that exactly. business yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got I got, I got, got my own stand coming. I got my own stand coming. Um, I'm working with – I was working with a company called Redwood, but I, I switched over from them because they was moving too slow. And um, but you'll, you'll, you'll see it real soon. You'll see it real, real soon. Um, Bay. Damn. Hey, what's the name of the weed company again? I forgot. <laughs> well, you don't know. You ask your wife. I mean, it's just the best so, thing you can do. So, so <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna be working with Trike. That's that's one company I'm gonna be working with. What's the name? Of, what's the name of the weed company? The, the weed company. The one we did the video for and all that. Uh, Mellow. 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 Now, now, Coolio, I gotta, I gotta tell you what. I was, me and Tone was just in Vegas recently, and my my dispensary experience was not elite because I felt like I was visiting like a prison, like I was going to the VI floor. And, and why is this? Like, why do they have these like entrances, like prisons? Like, you got like two fake cops, then like they like patting you down. They they want your ID. They they want to know where you've been, who you talk to, and then they're like super social distancing in the weed. Like, I want to be able to take my time, smell the butt. Like, what, what's going well, on? Like, who can we talk to to correct the situation in Vegas, please? Bro, I Coolio. can't even. I can't. I can't even. I can't even, bro. I can't even. I don't know, bro. That's that's the way that's the way they do it. Do a lot of stuff in Vegas, bro. They they real they real by the book with a lot of things. Um, and first and one thing about Vegas, if you don't got no ID, bro, you ain't doing shit out here. You ain't making no moves, bro. So, you, so you're not catching out. I, I I tell you one thing about Vegas, though, that I do like, and it's it's safe here, bro. It ain't like it ain't like Cali. You know, you it's Cali. You you always rubbernecking. You always you know looking behind you. Mm. Probably the same like it is in New York. I'm sure in some parts of New York you gotta you gotta be on the lookout. Yeah. But in Vegas, bro, it's it's pretty safe. And, and and the police here, the police here also, if you ain't doing that, if you ain't doing shit, then they not doing shit. They not, they not, you know, the police in Cali is like this. They looking, they looking for some shit. They looking all the time. In Vegas, they 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 do their thing, bro. They mind their own business. If you're not if you're not causing no problems, then they're not causing you no problems. So I that's the thing I like about Vegas the most. To be honest with you. And then the, the what I call the <coughs> excuse me, what I call the 24 hourness. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Know. Everything is so you can go, you can go get a a a, a proper ass, a proper ass tri-tip or a proper ass ribeye at at four o'clock in the morning or two thirty, three thirty in the morning, bro. I mean a proper one, and it's just it's cool, man. You can go, you, you can go gamble, you can go strip clubs open all night long. So I mean, it's 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 a, it's a cool place to be. Yeah, we definitely got to experience a little bit of that. But I want to know, like, what drew you to like move out there? I mean, I know it's the entertainment capital of the world. What made you go? I'm gonna live here in Las bro, Vegas. State, no state taxes. Number one. Um, uh, they're easy on. They're very easy on business on business licenses. Um, a a um, alcohol um, excuse me. Um, an alcohol uh, license is only twenty five hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. It's. I mean, you know, just all. It's, it's, and then the cost of living, bro. You could get a. You can come out here, bro, and get spend two hundred fifty thousand, bro, 
and have a little have a damn near a, 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 a compound, you know, in the right in the in the right situation. But you can have a you can have a twenty fifty thousand bro. You can have a six bedroom with a with a big ass pool in the backyard and a, and and a pool house. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and, you know, and Charlie in New York and Seattle places like that. You 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 don't get what you pay for, bro. Out here, you get you you get what you pay for, and I, and I appreciate that. You know, because I'm not trying to. I'm trying to make my money. I'm trying to make my money last long. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make things easier for myself, not harder. You know. You, you know. They say we do work, work smarter, not harder. So, mm-hmm. and Charlie, and Charlie is uh, Charlie is is this it's too much going on, man? It's too much going on. I love I love California. I'm from Compton, so. I mean that's what that's my that's my spot, but I just I feel I feel safer here, bro. I feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And as you should, as, as you grow up, mature. We're live right now, facebook.com slash Nation. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. This is the infamous Al Tone Vera's here. We have the legendary Coolio. Now, I was interviewing J.O. Felony on Instagram on Tuesday on SOB's outlet, and I asked him a question I want to ask you. When someone goes, it was my first time in California. Now, um, Tone has been there a few times. For someone who's never visited California, where are three absolute places an out-of-towner must visit in L.A.? Three must go to places. Roscoe's. Roscoe's. Uh-huh. J.O. said the same thing. Roscoe's. Wow. Yeah. You got to go to Roscoe's. You got to go to, uh, well, it depends on what you're into. Yeah. I would say, are you into amusement parks? Yeah, of course. Then if you bring your kids with you, you got to go to Disneyland. Disneyland. If you don't bring your kids, if you don't bring your kids, you got to go to maybe Magic Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you got to go to Venice Beach. All right, Venice Beach. Round of applause for that. And then, and, and then, and then, are you going to the Bay Area? Are you are you just talking about L.A. or are you talking about Cali, period? Well, well, L.A., and then, obviously, if you're in L.A., you could drive up, go to the Bay Area, go down to San Diego. Yeah, I, yeah you go, I would say, go to, if you're going to go to, if you're going to L.A., you got to go to San Diego. You don't want to go to the beach, okay? You want to go to the boardwalk in Santa Monica, but, if you want to go to the beach and get in the water, go to San Diego because you don't want to get in the water in LA, man. That little, that little, that little uh, black speckled foam will be all on your feet and shit, and you know you might that that shit probably got COVID twenty nine in that shit, man. The, hey, man, when I was a kid, we COVID twenty nine. When I was when I when I was a kid, my mother used to take me to the beach, man. Oh, we used to go to the beach almost every weekend, man. When it was when it was nice, and uh, we go out there and barbecue, bro. Sometimes we would stay and do a bonfire at night. Now, bro, the bombs done took over the beach, bro. In Venice, bro, it's it's it's, it's bad, bro. Yeah, I, I was the last. I took I took I took my daughter to Venice Beach. It was her first time at Venice Beach. I'm I'm, I'm hyping it all up and shit. Bro, we get there, and every fucking five feet, bro, a bomb is asking the motherfucker for a cigarette. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous, bro. I mean, and then uh, the restaurant, it's this little restaurant on Venice, right on the on the, when you first drive into on the, on the Venice Beach, mm. and motherfuckers was motherfuckers was setting their tits up in front of the restaurant, bro. I'm like, man, what the fuck going on out here? So it's just not shit ain't like it used to be, bro. It's just it's, it changed, you know. 
I, I mean, I, I moved away from Cali, like I said, 12 years ago. And that 12 years, it's become a whole different animal. It's not the same no more. You know, in Vegas, they don't play that shit. They, you know, they put, they, put, they put the homeless people in one area, bro. They got to stay in that area or they're going to have problems. You know what I'm saying? So, and not, not and you know, I, homeless people, obviously, a lot of them need help or, you know, they need money or whatever. But at the same time, you can't just set some shit up in front of somebody's place of business or on the side of somebody's house and mm-hmm. shit like that. So I, I think that's hella disrespectful mm-hmm. to do that. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, I mean, you know, I don't got no problem with nobody, but if, 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 if a homeless person come set his tent, tent up on the side of my motherfucking house, oh, it's going to be a problem. Somebody, somebody going to get shot at. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a fact. that's a fact. Uh, I remember asking him what he thought of L.A., and he was like, yo, man, I would like – I could see the appeal, but he was like, I didn't like it just because of that vibe. But um, I told him, besides this, pre-pandemic, this place is lit. It's paradise. <laughs> and, like, I love – the, the weather's beautiful. Yeah. The women, um, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the land of the beautiful people, man. Absolutely. Everybody, everybody, everybody want to be pretty. L.A. culture is amazing to me. And, um, you know, like I just said, it's paradise. And – Speaking of Paradise, one of your hit songs, your biggest hit songs to date, you've won a Grammy for this song, Gangsta's Paradise. I got to ask about this song. This is obviously like a song that puts you like on catastrophic levels in the music business. Like, I want to know this song is really special. It was on the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. When you were in the studio recording the song, was there like a tentative title for it or an alternative title you were thinking? Nah, nah, nah. I walk, I walk, I was going at my manager's house, Paul Stewart. I don't know if y'all know who Paul Stewart is, but mm-hmm. um, I, I went to his I went to his house to pick up a check actually. Mm-hmm. And um I was I and he had the studio in in his house. And one of the one of the producers live actually was his roommate. And I walked past the studio, I heard the music, I walked in and I listened for a minute. LV was in there singing the hook. He was working on the hook. And I looked at the producer. His name was Doug Rashid. I said, hey, I said, who, who, who's, who's this? Who Chuck is this? He said, oh, it's, it's just something I'm working on. And I said, it's mine. Simple. And it was that simple. And I, I freestyled the first, the first bars. I said, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life from realizing that left. I freestyled that. I sat down and I started writing it. I never picked up my pen. It actually was a crazy thing, bro. The crazy thing about Gangsta's Paradise is that I wrote that shit as if I already knew it. Mm. It was some crazy shit. It was a, a bit of, I, I think it was a bit of divine intervention because that shit was, that shit just came out. Easy. It was it was so so smooth and easy. And I, you know, I think, I look, I, I look at Gangsta's Paradise like this. Gangsta's Paradise, Gangsta's Paradise was already in the universe in the biosphere, and it was it was looking for a vessel to come through, and it chose me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. So I didn't really write Gangsta's Paradise; it wrote me. Wow, you know, it's, it's 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 fed me and my family for many years. But I mean, I, it ain't, I've had shit, I got about got at least I got at least. 
10 platinum plaques, you know, a few golds. So, I mean, it's not the only thing I've done, but you would, you would think it is. So, I, you know, I've been on the internet, on YouTube and shit, and I've, I've looked at the comments and seen motherfuckers call me a one-hit wonder. Uh-huh. On some real shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, this motherfucker really must know, uh, must really been living in a in a crazy ass place. But I, I've had people all over the world, you know, young and old, tell me that, you know, um, Gangsta's Paradise was the very, very first hip hop song that they ever heard or that that they ever paid any attention to, you know. So on that tip, I, you know, that's 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 my Grammy right there. That's my other Grammy. That shit is that shit is important. I think it's important for me. It's definitely important for the culture and important for for hip hop itself. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I take I take I take this music shit serious, bro. I take it real serious because it saved my life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. were not were not for hip hop, bro. I definitely would 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 have went to the penitentiary or been killed or be downtown LA somewhere, ask the motherfuckers for quarters, mm. asking for change. That's deep. I mean, I, on some real shit. And I, I, you know, I know that for a fact that it would have been one of those things for me, bro, because I was, I was out there doing all the wrong shit. Mm. You know, I was wilding, bro. I was wilding in my younger days and, and the music, <clears throat> excuse me, the music centered me, bro. It got me, it got me, thinking correctly and then I just I, I wanted to do music bro so that that was all that's all I really wanted to do so I, I don't want to gang bang no more I don't want to I don't want to sell dope you know I don't want to do dope you know because it took away from my it took away from my my mental and, and I just it just I don't know it's crazy bro it's, it's like hip-hop is my hip-hop is my father mm-hmm. It's the outlet that changed the game. Well, live right now, Facebook.com slash Boombap Nation is the infamous album. Your host, the infamous Amadeus. Tol Veras here. The legendary Coolio is in the building. Round applause for this guy. Let's go. Kick us some real knowledge. Shout out to everyone in the chat right now. Listen, we are actually live right now. Shout out Monty, Cyrus, uh, Mark. He says, big respect. If you have any questions for uh, Coolio, I am scanning the chat now. We spoke about people knowing you from the Gangsta's Paradise record, but I actually know you from the collaboration you was doing early on with Dub C and Mad Circle. All right? So, this, right. so, so, so super throwback. So can you kind of paint this picture? Like, I think this was 90, 91. So how did that actually happen? And then obviously you branched off into being a solo artist. And of course, Dub C also became, you know, a, a mega solo artist as well. So how did you guys all connect and create that project? And then you moving on to a solo artist after that? Well, believe it or not, bro, I am one of the first five MCs in the city of Los Angeles. And mm. the county, well, in the county of Los Angeles. Um, I probably was the, I I think I might've been the first MC from Compton, bro. I might be the first MC from Compton. Me and, me and this cat named Spoonie C. And then I met some, I met some cats from Brooklyn. They was from Brownsville and they moved across the street from me. So I, I was, I, I I was raised up on all that old, you know, Booski and Mm -hmm. MC Maniac and, 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 uh, uh, Lovebug Starsky and, but I think, 
what really, really made me want to rap was when I first heard Melly Mel. Mm. When I heard Melly Mel, I was like, oh shit, that's my shit right there. And I, I, used to, I used to rap like Mel. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> all that type shit. You know, you know, I the original pumped me up, not the Joe Buddy pumped me up, but the original pumped me up by Grandmax Flash and Furious Five. So Dub, I met Dub through DJ Aladdin. Do y'all if y'all don't know who DJ Aladdin is? DJ Aladdin was one of the first. He was him and Joe Cooley. They were the they were the first. Um, they were the first DJs in California that went to the DMC. And actually, the, the DJ a, battle, a, the DJ battle, one, huh? The DMC, yeah, Aladdin, the DJ battle. Yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin should have won. He lost to Miz. Miz is, I think, Miz is from Philly. Mm-hmm. And he lost the Miz. They 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 straight robbed me. That's my grandbaby in the background out here. Yeah, we hear her. Come here. Come talk oh, to me. my grandbaby. <laughs> Tony, we love the kids here. Uh, we, we love the kids here at this yeah. So so I used to be the I, I I originally started off as Dub Type Man. They used to call me, they used to call me the West Coast Flavor Flav. Because <laughs> I was wild. I used to be on stage doing commando roles and shit. I remember we the first time we performed in New York, we performed at um we performed at matter of fact, we performed at the Apollo. My first performance in New York. It was me and Dub C at the Apollo. We was opening up for Q. And um, you know, back back in those days, bro, New York used to boo anybody that went from New York. You had to be from New York or Philly, or you got booed off the stage. Even Drake, even Q, even Easy, they very first time in New York, they got booed, bro, on some real shit. They got booed real bad. Me and Dub C is the first, we the first MCs from California, bro, that did not get booed off the stage. They didn't, they didn't give it up. It wasn't no, it wasn't no roar of, of, of improvement, but they didn't boo, they didn't, they, they, they was like, like that, they was you know wasn't no loud thunderous applause. Cause I, I mean, I was, I was, in, I was in, I was in their face like this, bro. I was in the, I was in the crowd. I was in the front row, like, like, look, I'll do it. Y'all got to whoop my ass. Y'all got to, if you, motherfucker, if you boo me, like, I didn't say it, but they could, they could see the, they could see the intent in my eyes. And we had, me and Dove had good wordplay together, bro. We, we, we was like the. We we had a, we had good wordplay. We had good routines, bro. So they had to they had to respect the they had to respect the the, the fact that we knew the crowd, bro, and that that we we knew the art of MCing, bro, and we we knew how to handle we knew we knew how we had we knew how to handle a crowd, and we knew how to how to rock a crowd, bro. And I think they appreciated that. So they 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 didn't really give it up, but they but they gave it up. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get booed, and I you know I. I don't think um, I don't know if anybody filmed that that day. I can't say. So then we went from that to we went from that to creating the mass circle because Dub C and Aladdin fell out over some money issues. And um, this is some crazy shit, bro. You want to hear a crazy ass story? Yeah, let's do it. So it's this cat named Doug Young, who was our manager back then. And he told Dub C 
it was some issues with money. Some money was missing. So Aladdin said that, ask Doug. Doug said, Aladdin took the money. Mm-hmm. So we had Doug. Doug came up to our room, bro. We were standing. What was the name of that fucking hotel, bro? Damn. It's an old-ass hotel in New York, bro. I, I, I can't think of the name of it right now, but um, shit, man. Had, okay, I know they had kitchens in the, in the hotel and, and all that shit. It's like a real old one. And y'all, y'all, probably, y'all probably know what it is. But anyway, so, and the windows open. The windows open all the way. So, Doug came in our room, bro, and Aladdin started whooping his ass. <laughs> We actually all, we, we all, you know, we all put our brownies on and shit. And we, you know, we thought he stole money. So we was, we was you know, that's what we was about, bro. We, was, we didn't take no disrespect, bro. We was about that real shit. We was on that gangster shit, bro. Aladdin started whipping, uh, but we stopped and Aladdin wouldn't stop. He would not let Doug talk. So that lets you know probably what really happened. So anyway, he wouldn't let Doug talk. And, um, they was, he was about to throw his ass out the six, out the, out the window, bro. Sixteen stories, bro. He's about to throw. He about to. It was like it was about to be some uh, five heartbeats type shit mm-hmm. in that motherfucker, bro. On some real shit. So anyway, um, they fell out, and Doug. It was and that, and, that, and the name of the group was Low Profile. Low Profile. I think I've had a song called "Pay Your Dues." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look, I think they other they other they other uh, single was funky uh, called funky song, and so we we Dub resigned to Priority under WC in the Mass Circle, and it was me Dub C DJ Crazy Tunes and Big G, and um we you know we did I, I think I was featured probably on. Maybe four songs, maybe four, maybe five songs, and then um, I got. I also was signed to Priority. I got signed to Priority by um, this guy named Guy Maganello. Mm-hmm. Guy Maganello was one of the first motherfuckers in California to start doing ecstasy. He got caught up into that shit, and he started. He was stealing Ice Cube's records, bro, and and he was stealing. I'm talking about pallets of Ice Cube records and settled them shits out the back door, bro. And he got fired. And every everybody that he signed got dropped, which happened to be me. Damn. I got dropped. I, and my, my, my album was called Capital Punishment. That motherfucker was banging too, bro. I, I, I heard somebody got a copy of it. Some, uh, you know, somebody got a copy of it on a deck. I'm going to have to try to, I'm going to tell the host that it's, it's this, it's this uh, engineer that, by the name of Vachek. And, and I heard he had a copy of it. Anyway, so um, we did the Mass Circle album. Dub didn't feel that priority service the record correctly. He felt like they was being, they was being, you know, half-hearted and stingy with the money. They didn't, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't put a lot of, they didn't put enough promotion behind it. Because actually, I, I thought that, I thought that it should have done, it should have done better. I mean, it was. It was co- it was co-executive produced by Ice Cube, produced by Sir Jinx and DJ Crazy Tunes and, and uh, uh, actually Chili Chill from the Lynch Mob, and that, we had some we had some good shit on there, bro. But they made a lot of mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes with that. So 
There it is. That's what happened. So Doug, Doug got mad and said that he wasn't making no more record with priority. And, you know, we was, we, we didn't, we didn't have a home for a minute. Yeah. And then Ice Cube fired the whole, well, not fired the whole lens but he fired Jinx and Shorty quit and, and he fired T-Bone and JD went to jail. JD, JD got like fucking 30 years or some crazy shit. Jeez. Actually, for the lens mob is getting out, bro, somewhere in the next uh, 30 to 60 days. He'll be getting out of jail. He's been in jail. He was in jail since like 91. Just now getting ready to get out. So anyway, um, we, uh, you know, Ice Cube needed a, Ice Cube needed a new a new system, a new crew. So he took Crazy Tunes as his DJ, Dub C as his hype man, Big G as security. That's crazy. And left Coolio on Compton. And I, I, I asked Dub, I said, on some real shit, I asked Dub, I said, hey, tell Q, man, I, could, I need, I got three kids, bro. I need to make some money because I'm going to feed my children. Tell cuz that I will, I will carry the motherfucking luggage, bro. He ain't gotta let me rap. Cause nigga, I carry the luggage. I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the gopher, homie. I just, I just need to get paid. And um, two days before they left on tour, Dub called me back and said, "Nah, bro, you can't roll." So Ice Cube took, Ice Cube took my whole crew, bro, and not me, but. I, I thank Ice Cube. I'm gonna for take that a drink to that shit. Because that shit that shit motivated the fuck out of me, bro. That shit motivated me to the point where I just the pen, the pen was active, bro. The pen was active. And I and I it wasn't I didn't have no hard feelings, you know, behind that and shit. I just did my thing, bro. When I got I went and got my own deal and the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? Julio, you dropped. I got, some, I got signed to a East, a East. I, you know, I got signed to me. I think me and um, Digital Underground. Okay. We was the we was one of the we was one of the first groups with a funk with like a funk sound or to be signed to an East Coast label because that was before we got signed. Oh no, and Warren G and okay. Warren G. That was all. We was all around the same time. Warren G got signed to. Um, Got signed to uh, New York Corn and them. Uh-huh. Def Jam. Def Jam. We got signed to Def Jam, and yeah, so it, it was it was a cool situation. Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy, really, you know, it's, it's, they had this lady named Monica Lynch who was the vice president over there. She knew what the fuck. She was the heart and soul of that shit. Tom Tom Silverman knew his shit too, though. He he really knew. Tom really knew hip hop. He really knew hip hop, but but Monica and and this dude named Alvy Ragusa, he was uh, the head of marketing over there. They did they was doing some amazing shit. You remember that? You remember uh, Naughty by Nature was the first the first group to have a T-shirt, and they put lyrics on the back. Yeah, they put a, a line a line from from OPP on the back. That shit, man. That shit was genius shit, bro. And that and they was they also. I think was the first red company to have. You remember they had those the spray the stencils, and they should just tag through them, and they would tag that shit everywhere, bro. The stickers, 
Now used to always have stickers, the um, OPP stickers. You saw them fucking OPP stickers all over the country, bro. Probably all over the world. And that was that was Albie that was Albie Magusa. That's classic. And Albie ended up they they put Albie in, in, in fucking all of a sudden he was he became an AR. Instead of giving him more money in marketing, he went to he went to AR because he wanted to make more money. They said just fucking gave him more money, bro. They just they made a lot of they made a lot of jackass moves in the end. And uh but you know they still I, you know, I appreciate them for for having the having the good sense to fuck with fuck with me like that. You know, to put me on. So, no doubt. You know. so, and a lot of great things came of that. Like you're here telling us these stories. I'm reading the chat. The people are loving you, Coolio. They're they're going like, "Yo, man, I gotta I gotta rewatch all of Coolio's videos again." Mm-hmm. And I actually noticed that one of your videos, the one for Gangsters Paradise, has over 500 million views. That's half a billion. Round applause. Was, yeah. Round applause. Along with your other videos, you have billions of streams with all your songs, and that's in today's time. If they would have counted streaming from the 90s, you'd probably have like hundreds of billions of views and plays collected. You know, I can't... Hey, you know what? Gangs of Paradise is a, is a blessing, but it's also a curse. How so? And let me tell you, I'm going to tell, tell you why. Because... Because Gangsta Paradise was such a big song, it overshadowed my albums. Like people, people listen to Gangsta Paradise over and over and over and over. They put that shit on repeat, bro. And a lot of people never, a lot of people never heard a whole Julio album. Yeah, it's motherfuckers out there that don't even know I, that don't even know I made an album. I guess you know, like I told you, a motherfucker called me a one year wonder on, on, on the comments on YouTube, but. I think I think my my singles like even Fantastic Boys, bro. See you when you get there. My my singles overshadowed my albums. They were so they were such they were so big, bro. And I, I, I always you know I tried to I always try to put out a good body of work. I, I I didn't do a lot of album filler. I tried to I I, I attacked the album like every song got to be a single. And but you know at the same time now when you're putting together an album. Every song can't be no big production song because then the album doesn't flow right. Yeah. But I try to make, I try to even make those, those songs that most people would use for filler. I try to make those songs good too, so that you can listen to it. It'd be a straight listen. Like you think about it. You didn't have to, you didn't have to skip LL Cool J albums, bro. You didn't have to skip PE albums. You didn't have to skip no songs. You didn't have to skip no songs. On a on a on an old school Cube album, a Dre album. I mean, I you know, and my and my fans tell me that my you know my my core fans my core fan base tells me tells me that they they don't skip songs on my albums. They it's a whole listen. So I you know I try I I I, I pay very detailed attention to that because I was you know I was I, I'm, I'm I'm a lyricist and I don't I don't get a lot of credit for being a lyricist, bro, because of the tempo of Gangsta's Paradise and because of the fun and the and the happy-go-lucky attitude on Fantastic Voyage. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people, I, I, I didn't approach everything from my dark side. I mean, I, I use all aspects of my, of my personality when I, when I write, so 
Um, I think that some people didn't in view grass. me view me correctly in, in the way that I was I wanted to be perceived. But I mean, you know, it is what it is, and I I'm I'm you know I'm happy with the way things turned out in hindsight. So I just I just you know I I just hope that one day motherfuckers are actually. Give me some credit for for being able to actually spit like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I got I got bars. I really do. And I I'm, I'm a wordsmith, bro. I was I was a straight A student. I got A's in fucking English, bro. I was I was a fucking I was a tutor. I was a, I was in, I was a mentally gifted minor. We had this program in in, in, in Compton called Mentally Gifted Minors and shit. So my my vocabulary when I was in seventh grade, my my vocabulary was like thirteen point six and shit. So. That's like college level vocabulary. So I, like I said, I, I know words and I and I use them. I try to, I try to, and then styles, bro. I try to, I try to do styles. Look, I'm not vain about, I'm not vain about many things, bro. I'm not, the, I'm not pretty. I'm not a pretty boy. I mean, I don't got the most money. I don't got the most cars. I don't got the most jewelry. Well, you got a nice chain on right now. Women. Bro, plus. I got, I got, I can, I can fucking rap, bro. No I doubt. can spit like a motherfucker. And I, I'm 57 years old, bro. And I will, I will dust some of these motherfucking youngsters cool. right now. Coolio, can we get some bars right now? Yeah. We're talking bro. spicy. Can we get some bars? <clears throat> Let's go. Okay, hold on. Let me see. This Boom Bap Nation is the home of the lyricists. Now's the time. Let me see what I, want, what I want y'all to hear right now. Tom Vera, you want to hear some bars for Coolio right Who now? Is you for- who is you fooling what you claim I grew up with these and know they name? I ain't got time to play no games. People talk sideways and feel this flame. It might feel bad as black on black, but then again, you just might be whack. Smile on a nigga for the fools of tan. Green and brown that want to lock a brother down. It's a no fact that niggas will snitch for a little bit of change in a so-so bitch. And a few months up off they beard, not all of a sudden met this pistol tip. Now you see why this pistol grip so tight that sometimes it hurt my wrist. You might not know what I'm talking about. But if you do, don't let me find out. Hey. And then check. Hold on. Bro, check boss. this shit out. Cool. Check this shit out. This is some, this is some simple. I'm, I'm, I'm going to spit you some simple shit right now. But the complexity of it and the and the re, the realism of it and the the what's that word that everybody uses these days? Uh, uh, oh. The fact that how how motherfucking relative it is today to today's days and times. Let's check this shit out. John is snitching. Ron is snitching. Juan Devon and Jay Sean is snitching. That's their decision. That's how they living. What more can I say? They bitches. Snitches get stitches. Thrown in ditches. That's what I thought. That's what I've been taught. But it's things things change these days. These new generation snitches go both ways. They talk to the polls. They holler at the fans. They speak to the homies. Can they chatter through this land? To see a fan holler through this hella gunfire. Loose lips, sink ships, and topple empires. One snitch, two snitch, three snitch, four. Tie their ass up and lay them on the floor. Pull your knife out and cut their fucking throat. I bet them tattles won't tell no more. So, that's, I, you know. Yeah, I got a round pause for that, too. Oh, the so, snitching balls. Before this, before this is over, stop snitching this, in these streets. Before we finish this interview, I'm gonna spit y'all some. I'm gonna spit y'all some complex shit too. So, 
Let's go. I, 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 bro, I'm 57 years old, bro. I write, I'm writing every day again. I would respect it. You know, I, I had, a, I had a period where, I had a period where I wasn't sure if I wanted to, if I wanted to keep attacking hip hop the way I had in in past years. If I, if I wanted to, you know, continue to dedicate myself to, to it on the artist side, more so than the business side. And I took, I took a, I, took, and I ain't gonna say I took a break because I never took a break from touring and I never took a break from actually spitting and, and, and doing the work. But I took, I did take a break from writing for a while and I, and I wasn't sure if I, I actually wasn't sure if I still had it out, you know, you wonder, and, you know, as, and as you get older, you know, your, your thought processes become slower. So you don't come up with shit like that, like you used to. But then I started, I started writing again, bro. And then one day, bro, it just all came back. And it was like, it was like I was fucking 20 again, bro. Like I was 22 again. DJ Wino, bro. Shout out to DJ Wino, bro. Cause he, he, he's the reason why I decided to, I decided to really start spitting again because he started rapping, bro. He was like, man, come, come over and put in some work, bro. Come put in some, come over and put in some work. You know, you know you want to. So he sent me a track, bro, and he he's spitting bars on it. And of course, you know, I was like, man, uh, that's it kind of simple one, though. Uh, I'm not sure, bro. I'm not sure. Uh, I said, okay. All right, I'll come over. So I went over there and I and I sat down, bro, and we started making music again, bro, like we did in this garage, bro, back in back in 1992, 93. So I can't, you know, I I, I mean, you know, shit. You know, this shit is part of what I am. It's, it's, it's in my DNA and my makeup, bro. I can't, even if I wanted to, I, I will not. The only the only thing that'll stop me from rapping or stop me from, from, from emceeing and, and, and doing this shit, bro, is death. It's death or my vocal cords being severed in an accident or some crazy shit like that. That's It's nothing else. I mean... I'm gonna do this shit till the day I die because I love this shit, bro. I love it. It's 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 it's, it's part of what it's part of what I am as a person and as a human being. It's just it's us in me, and I and, and it's you know I I I feel like it's I feel like it's being disrespected right now. So and there's and there's a there's a the balance is off, bro. You know. It's like shit's supposed to be like this. It's supposed to go, you know, it's supposed to stay in this area. Shit is like this right now. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and I mean, you know, I want I don't want to take it to the terms of good and evil, but fuck it. Let's take it there. Evil was winning right now, bro. Evil was fucking winning, and somebody gotta do something, bro. We gotta do something to to, to restore the balance, because if we don't restore the balance, then Shit's gonna get super fucked up, and you see all this. You see what's happening right now. You see what's going on all over the world, bro. Weirdo shit is happening. We got we in a pandemic right now, and you know after the after the after the um, Spanish flu, y'all know 
what came after the Spanish flu, right? No, no clue. Corona? But the Great Depression. Mm. Don't think it can't happen again. It's already happening. Exactly. <laughs> motherfuckers is... Motherfuckers Holy, I'm is, depressed. I haven't been to a strip club in a year. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm here in the house. I'm, I'm depressed. I got to watch Tone man. all day. I got to talk to Vince. Man. Boom Map Nation. Man, I, I was outside yeah, before. And this. And they got destroyed. I'm in the Great is, Depression right now. Bro, listen, technology is taking... Technology and the pandemic is taking so much money out of people's pockets, bro. It's true. They... They build them. They trying to build robots to do every motherfucking thing. Uh, a lot of the little small, meet, you know, what people would think as menial jobs, those jobs are gone. They're done. They, you know, and it ain't no more motherfuckers. One day, bro, they gonna have robots out doing the gardening and cutting the lawn. Motherfuckers, I mean, that was somebody's job. They already, it already took away car washing. You know, they got automated car washers and shit. Motherfuckers, man, it's, it's a, and then the, the internet has, has taken away uh, so many stores. Well, look at Toys R Us. Toys R Us is gone. Gone. All, all, it's all kind of retail stores. Most retail stores are going to fall. As will the dollar. The dollar will fall. Mark my words, bro. The dollar will fall. Make sure that you put some of your, your money in some cryptocurrency Make sure you put some money in some cryptocurrency because if you don't, you're going to be assed out. All these motherfuckers with all these millions right now, bro, you better take most of that shit and put that shit in crypto because when the dollar fall, your your, your 20 million going to be worth 500,000. Yeah. You feel me? So so so, so completely completely invest correctly. Uh, we're live right now. Facebook.com slash boombat nation. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus Tone Veras here. This is the infamous hour. Every single Thursday, 9 p.m. We have the legendary Coolio. Now, I want to ask you a, a question. Um, and, and it's some things that I've heard behind the scenes working the radio, but I want to get your opinion on it. So, so so you had like your first three albums. You had um It Takes a Thief, you had Gangsta's Paradise, and you had My Soul. And just a casual conversation from what I was hearing, the way deals were structured back in the day. When your third album came, you would get like a bonus. If, if follow me correctly, you would get a bonus, but it's almost like the labels would sabotage your third album so you wouldn't get that bonus. Is that like a correct statement on how that actually went? Um, pre- pre- Listen, I, I, I got I to gotta say this. So, naughty by nature, Coolio is a genius. Um, well, not, Queen Latifah, she left. She left Tommy Boy, and she went to uh, she went to Motown. So, you know, she they never did. I, I don't think they ever did really understand how to market her correctly mm-hmm. back then, because they should have had her in films and shit back then, bro. And she really would have been like she would have been as huge as as huge as she is now. She would have been that huge back then too. She always had the talent. They just they didn't help her develop it. They they they. They stressed her out probably more than anything else, you know, so that she couldn't realize all her shit. But Queen Queen always been on her business shit. She had, you know, she had flavor unit management. She always been on, on some on some real super smart shit. But okay, so what's the name of Digital Underground's third album? I have no clue. I'm such a bad. What's the name of Naughty by Nature's third album? No clue. 
you only know my third album right now because you're interviewing me and you've seen this you've seen this shit on the in the in my bio. Mm-hmm. But my third album, bro, just went gold not too long ago, I think. Like, bro. Oh, so, so, so it, it didn't go to paradise, bro. Wait, hold on. So it, it, it didn't go. Wait, huh? wait, so it didn't go gold then. You're talking about it, it went gold now. Like like uh, maybe a few years ago or some shit like that. I don't know. Wow. But but on some real shit. On some real shit. Coming off Gangsta Paradise, bro. I should have sold motherfucking two million out the box, homie. Tom, Tommy Boy stopped. They fucked up their relationship with radio. They wasn't paying. They weren't paying, um, they weren't paying. They weren't paying their dues. Now look, I, I ain't gonna fuck, it, I'm gonna be honest. Payola was alive and is was a, a alive and well then, just as much as it is right motherfucking now. If you got the money, you get the plays. That's, it's always been that way. It's, it's supposed to be against the law, but come on, man, nobody give a fuck. Motherfuckers want money, and if you got money, bro, look, you you do what the fuck. Man, hey, 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 man, your fucking um, your iPad, man, you you get messages like every thirty seconds, every oh, ten seconds. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I thought you put that shit on. You need to get booked. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do it on. Yo, your do not disturb shit ain't working. Yeah. You just, I'm, I'm getting fucking. Notifications like every ten seconds. Shit, you're going down. Motherfuckers just sending you I think because you gotta you gotta do it on your phone too. Notifications for Vince what? Cut this. Messages. People are sending you messages. Text messages. Yeah, they yeah. popping up. Oh, oh, pause. I was talking about Wino. My iMessage is on. That's why. Okay, it's going down oh, okay. tone. This is live, baby. Hold on a second, brother. Live. Turn that shit up, man. That's fucking up. That's <laughs> We're live right now. Facebook.com slash Boom Bap Nation. You I'm never know what you see. You'll never know what you see here in total Boom Bap Nation. Uh, there you go. <laughs> shout Coolio. That's shout Tom Vera. Tom. Shout Vince. Shout out. Shout out to Mimi. Shout out to Coolio. Shout out the whole team. Who said that? Uh, shout to Partner G, lighting up weed in my house for the first time. Round plus the end. That's not the DJ premiere. Man. He ain't even light up no '97. Hey, hey for me, I've been to Premier's house, bro. Bro, I, me, I used to kick it with Guru and motherfucking Europe, bro. We used to kick it, bro, and go out to the club and shit. And you, I, bro, man, I used to, bro, I used to be right behind when Guru Guru had the Jasmine Tash shit. I would be right behind him. His his tour would come through, and I would be right behind him, bro. Oh, we would piggyback on tour and shit. So we used to kick it, bro. I I remember when I, I heard um uh what, what was Jaru the Damager? What was his? What was the name of that that big song? Yeah, uh, come clean. No, it was the first. Was it that? Was that the first one? Uh Jaru the Damager. Yeah, come. Yeah. Cl- it was come clean, right, Vince? Yeah. With Primo, produced by Primo. Yeah, produced by Primo. Come clean. Bro, I heard that when it was a fucking demo. Right in, in Premier's house, bro. And the, and Premier had a, Premier picked me and Dub C up from the airport in the motherfucking MPV, cuz. And he was bumping that shit. He's like, I'm working on this shit. I was like, oh, that shit is, that shit is fly right there. That's what niggas used to say fly, too. Man, 
Also, I man, I, I I remember I remember going to a club in New York, bro, and I seen KRS one, and bro, this is what I did, bro. I I was crypt out, bro. I'm talking about blue with the the five oh ones creased up starch. The classics with the motherfucking with the motherfucking lopes on with the brownies on brownies. If y'all know what brownies is, those are the brown work gloves that you buy at the grocery store with the brownies on with the muff with some motherfucking chucks. Some Chuck Taylors, some blue Chuck Taylors with the blue rag hanging out my pocket with the motherfucking Pendleton. The Pendleton is a work shirt. It's a plaid work shirt. That's that's what y'all call it. Bro, I ran up on I ran up on Chaos when I said, what's up, cuz? What's up? What's up? What's up, Kenny Parker, cuz? You Chaos One, right? He said. <laughs> he said, yeah. What's up? I said, I'm cool. I'm cool, yo, cuz. What's up, man? He said, ah, oh, yeah, I know you. He said, what's up, man? It's nice to meet you. I said, what's up, man? Because that's what I know, because I love your music, cuz. Because that's on Crypt, because I love your music, cuz. He was like, okay. I said, all right, because I'm And I, <laughs> but I, 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 bro, I, we used to walk around New York, bro. And as soon as I got off the plane, I used to go to one of those little bodegas, bro, and I would grab me two, two um, double, double-edged knives. Know the knives that don't close? Yeah, of course. Just, Classic. We, we call them, we call them motherfuckers frog stickers. And I would go get two of them and put, and I put, and I get the little case and put them, put them on because you know New York was no joke. It motherfuckers had pistols, but motherfuckers like to shoot me. I was, hey bro, <laughs> I was finna stab Tim Dog. Why? I was, I was finna stab Tim Dog in the club because the fuck Compton record, bro. When I used to hear the fuck Compton record, if I went into a club and somebody was playing that shit, I would walk to the DJ booth and snatch that shit off the turntable, snap that shit. I did that shit like at least seven, eight times. All right, explain explain the picture for me though. So so Tim Dog has the fuck Compton record. You Bro. actually see him in New York. You got the double toe switchblade so, for the bodega. So I'm gonna tell you what like happened. This is how I started. We was at Jack the Rapper. And that's that's when uh he used to tour with Dead Prez. Dead Prez used to be with him. And he did a show at Jack the Rapper. He had these t-shirts that said, Fuck Compton, I'm rolling with Tim Dog. I took the t-shirt to my room, got some scissors. And cut all that shit out. I, I left fuck and I left him, dog. <laughs> I wore that motherfucker for three days, bro. I did not take that motherfucker off. So I cut out Compton I'm rolling with. I cut that shit out and made it say fuck Tim Dog. And I, I he had a show. He had a showcase. Bro, I went right to the front of the stage like this and did some New York shit to his ass. I was like, boo! Boo! No, I'm no baby. I'm, I'm telling a story. I was like, I was like, I did like, I was like, you know, you know motherfuckers in New York used to do that shit. They said, oh, motherfuckers will do you like this. <laughs> and turn your back on, turn it back on you. Vince, this is this is Vince, this is the most genuine um conversation with their homie, bro, to disrespect your ass. And that's exactly what I did. I was right in front of saying. Every time the music went, I was like, boom, boom, you suck, bitch ass nigga. I was tough, bro. They wanted to kill me. This some real shit. So the next day, I'm walking out the hotel to go across the street to the store to go get me some zoom zooms and wham whams and smack cigarettes and shit. And uh, 
Dead Prez and Tim Dog pulled up in a van. Slid, the door stood up and said, what's up? Hey, fuck that. What you doing about? what you doing to my shirt? Take that fucking shirt off. I was like, fuck you, God. I ain't taking off shit, nigga. What the whoop? And guess what happened? Motherfucking Tiny Lister, motherfucking Zeus, my motherfucking homeboy. Zeus wrestler. the wrestler, round of applause. He came out of nowhere, bro. And, said, and, he, and he did like this. He said, bam! He slapped the front of the van. He said, he ain't, he ain't taking off shit. Wait, so Zeus you popped know, off? Wait, wait he, he popped off or he... He, in a... he popped off. He slapped the front of the van and said, y'all ain't, y'all ain't finna do shit. He, y'all ain't finna do shit. And he ain't taking off shit. You know you're wrong for what you did. He said, I'm from motherfucking Compton too. And so is he. And we don't like you. You're a disrespectful motherfucker. And ain't none of y'all gonna do shit. And Tim Tim Dog was like, they was like, nigga, they didn't wanna fuck with Zeus. He would have he suplexed they ass, cuz. No, he, he was, he was, a, he was really he was, outside at that time. At that time, bro. Tony. Tony, Zeus was, was outside. Like, he was fighting Hulk Hogan in the movies and doing all types of wild shit. Hell yeah. That's without a doubt. Bro. But low key on some real shit, he probably saved me from a real probable New York ass whooping that day. I probably, I probably got saved from a a real Bronx Brooklyn style ass whooping that day, bro. Because they was not happy. But they, they, he said, "Get, get the fuck out of here." He and he walked over to the van door and slammed that motherfucker and they drove off. I'm glad you avoided that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yo, Coolio, I know we got. I know we got to let you go soon. Um, I know you were mentioning that you have to go record your podcast. Plug that yeah. real quick. The the BMW podcast. It's called the BMW podcast, bro. Go to the bmwpodcast.com. and BMW stands for a black man, a Mexican, and a white guy. <laughs> and we attack. We, we 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 attack all the issues, bro. We talk about music. We talk about all kind of things in, in a very direct way. And from everybody's perspective, from the three, from the three uh, major um, race groups in this country, and we don't pull no fucking punches, bro. And everybody talks they shit, and they, you know, and we do it to show people that you don't have to agree to be friends. You don't have to. You don't have to agree. You can agree to disagree and still be cool. And you can have you can have heated dialogue and not ever even come to a Real conclusion, but you don't you don't got to kill each other because of that, you know. And and my my white homie is actually a little bit racist, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, he got he got some very uh, right right wing views, bro. He like you know he he be talking that shit like his, like somebody daddy. Somebody father from the 70s would talk some old weird shit. And then my Mexican homie, he uh he a straight pice and he be when he get mad, he starts cussing your ass out in Spanish. And you know, and I and I be I be talking about, you know, I'm, I'm very I'm, I be talking talking about act, activist shit and you know, and we go at it, but they and they really my friends, you know, it's not just some motherfuckers I met and said, okay, I want y'all to help me do this podcast. I've been, they've been my friends since I've been in Vegas for so they've been my friends for ten years, and um, we 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 attack that shit hard, bro. But um, you know it's gonna it's gonna change. So 
It's not going to be the same Mexican and the same white guy every week. They're going to be there some of the time, and then it's going to be other cats because nobody has the time to do it all the time right now except me. Because, you know, I, 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 you know it's, it's, it's my baby. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I'm going to see, I, I'm going I'm to be there every day. But anyway, it's fun as fuck. Um, we do interviews and, and all kind of shit. Um, I'm putting out a single every 60, every 60 days in 2021. Like I said, the first, the first single drops on the 26th of February. It's called Out for the Bag, featuring my son and my, and my nephew, Big, uh, big, big deal, Clay. That's my, that's my nephew and my son, um, Artist Ivy. A, you know, AI, mm-hmm. but he, 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 he raps under his real name, Artist Ivy. And uh, you know, it's I'm, I'm gonna do some good shit. I got, I got, I got a song with two short. I did a song with two short, which is probably gonna be the second or third single. It's called Tag, mm-hmm. and that shit is fun. We did a hell of a fun video for that shit, and um. Like I said, I'm, I got I got this song that I'm gonna put out this year called My Life, bro. Every time, every time my girl hear that shit, bro, the fucking the hairs raise up. I swear to God, the hairs raise up on her arms. She get goosebumps and and trip. She get trippy every time she hear that. She she be about to cry every time she hear that shit. The shit is the shit is deep. I got a, I got a good. I'm not I'm not even gonna say. I mean, I'm not even gonna say it's an album right now, cause. I didn't structure it that way. I just I just wrote a great collection of songs and I'm gonna put them shits out one by one, bro. And then possibly if if there's a if there's a call for an album or motherfuckers wanna pull your album, then I'll then I'll I'll put that shit together and make it an album. I'll add some songs, take away some songs, but I I'll put together an album style project. But for right now, it's just it's gonna be a collection of singles. And um, yeah, man, um, I'm 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 doing some I'm doing some progressive shit right now, bro. Um, we're doing this we're doing this thing. We're gonna give away a I'm giving away a I'm giving away a I'm restoring an old school motorcycle, a '97 Honda Shadow. I'm restoring that shit, and I'm gonna give it away. I'm gonna give it away um, to a fan, bro, to somebody in need that need need some transportation. Um, you know, preferably, you know. Um, uh, a, a father that needs a way to get to work, or a college student, you know, and need you know need need a way to get around, you know, uh, you know. I'm just trying to give back, bro, all the time, you know. I, I've been doing it. I'm gonna continue to do it. Um, I'm not. Let me. And but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it motherfucking 100 real right now, bro. I am not. I don't have a hundred million dollars in the bank. You know. I don't even know if I want to. That's but deep. I, you know, I, I, I do, I do well. You know, my, I, I'm not, I'm not. I'll never starve. I'll never be hungry. I'll never be homeless. I'll always have, I'll, I will always have rubber wheels up under my heels. You know what I mean? I'm not. I didn't start rapping because I wanted to get rich and famous, bro. I started rapping because this shit is part of, part of me, and it saved my life. It saved me from the streets. And it saved me from the penitentiary, and it saved me from the from the fucking cardboard box. And I I owe I I, I will always owe hip hop because of that. You know what I'm saying? So hip hop don't owe me. I owe hip hop. So I'm always gonna give 
I'm always gonna give it real, bro. You know, it's motherfuckers out there that their only concern is making money. The only concern is getting that bag. You know, I got a song called Out for the Bag, but please believe me, I'm not. I don't even listen, even in the song, I don't, I don't say I. I just speak about having, I speak about having money, but I don't speak, I speak of it very loosely and not not as I don't say I got this, I got that. I just say have, you know, you can have this, have that, whatever. Just because that's not who I am, bro. You know? I mean I more money's more more money, more problems, bro. When I you know when I when I had the at the time of my life when I had the most money, bro, was the was the lowest point of my life, bro. It was the time when I you know, every, it seemed like it's when I had all that money, the only thing, the most, the, the thing that I was doing the most was trying to get keep people from taking it from me. And that's what I spent all my fucking time doing. Versus, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was some, some weird shit, bro. I don't, I, I mean, now, let's, let's, don't get it twisted. I ain't turning down that but my collar. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm, my family, I, you know, I, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave something for my family leave, and I'm going to leave some, some, a legacy and I'm going to leave some M's in the bank, but that's not my sole purpose. I was put here to teach. I'm a teacher, bro. Just like KRS wants to say, I, I'm, I'm a teacher. I was put here to teach, bro. I was put here to teach, not preach. I was put here to, to get people to think. Now, if you, if you're not busy, Go to I'm just I'm just here to make you think.com. It's a brother by the name of Dan Dan Calloway, who 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 I think is, and he's one of the five. We're losing him a bit, eh? Huh? Say that again. I think you all talking to me. No, that was the producer. I think he said you was going in and out. Yeah. Oh, go to go to um. I'm just here to make you think.com. A brother by the name of Dan Calloway. He's out of Philly. I think he is one of the most important black men in America because he's done the hard research and you'll be surprised at what he's found out. And I'm talking about truths that he's found out. He's been, he's, he's done extensive research in the national archives of the United States. And he's found out information that everybody needs to know. But it's wrong. It's, it's some very, very, very awakening Shit, and it's and it's also it, it's it's the kind of shit that makes you angry as well because you realize like damn, it's so much I don't know and it's so much I haven't been taught and so much I've been lied to about. Like I when I when I started, I had, I had a period like ten years ago, bro, where I had to reevaluate myself as a person and who I was because. All of a sudden, I find out that 75% of the shit that I was taught my whole life, I found out it was a fucking lie, bro. It was a lie. And then 50% of the shit that I was taught was, uh, excuse me, was the, was the, excuse me. 75% of the shit that I was taught was the truth, was a lie. And 50% of the shit that I was taught was a lie was the truth. And 
I'm not talking about that's a reverse no psychology thing. shit. I'm not talking about no internet. I'm not talking about no searching Google and shit. I'm talking about real hard, hard facts, bro. And I found this shit out, bro. And I had to reevaluate myself as a person. So, which, 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 I've been teaching my kids lies. Mm. Been teaching my children lies, bro. All they motherfucking life. And that shit, that shit hurt me. It's bugged that out. That shit hurt me. It, 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 I, it, bro, I've never been depressed in my fucking life, bro. I don't have I don't like a no sad effect for me. this, but. That shit fucked me up. So I had to re-educate myself when it comes to knowledge of self. Yeah. And 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 and, and the history of the history of my of my country and the history of my people. I had to re-educate my myself and some of my heroes, bro, who I who I revered growing up and I thought were the greatest people in the world. I found out they they sold us out, bro. They weren't never sellouts. They weren't shit. So that that, you know, think about that. Think about that happened to you, how you would feel, bro. Especially, okay, so 10 years ago, I was 40, what, 48? I'm 57 years old, bro. Wait, hold on. You're 47. 57-year-old man can do that, but uh, uh, I can still do one-hand push-ups. I, man, listen, I'm not one of these motherfuckers out. And I know if I have one, uh, listen, I got one. Hey, no Viagra, no, uh, no Viagra, no Cialis. Round of applause for, for the sneak attack. I still put my bitch in a pussy balance. We're live right now on Facebook. That call slash Boobat Nation. I'm your host, Infamous Alva This is the Infamous Hour. I have told Vera here, Coolio. Uh, Coolio, last question. Uh, when it's all yeah, said bro. and done, what do you want the Coolio legacy to be? When, when it's all said and done, um, you know, when it's time to hang up the microphone, when, when it's time to, you know, pass on, what do you want your legacy to be here? I want my fuckers to say, all I really want people to say about me is that he was a real motherfucker and he was hella cool. This is the realest interview, by the way, Vince, right. it's all because it's, it's so <laughs> well, organic. You can't get more organic than this. I said I had a verse for you. So real. Let's get the verse. Let's do it. Check this, check this verse out right here. Go. This, 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 this a hot ass sixteen right here. Wait. Coolio bars right now. Boom bat nation. Let's do it. Uh, hold on. This is that bargantua shit right here. Uh, <laughs> most is bitch made, so I can't save them. My radio real, so I can't play them. It ain't my. It ain't they fault though, so I don't hate them. Cracking meth is what they mama gave them. She ain't even like the way it was. Donald Trump, these fake crips and bloods. Tupac long gone and so is Biggie. I fuck with Hobson, J. Cole, and Kendrick. Mm. Success and real shit don't mix these days. That is why so many G's get caged. Boxed and locked till the end of time. So I push my point till the end of mine. I will not stand with bullshit because some of them like to play with balls. I did not say base basket foot. Some of them learn to play with nuts. When I said nuts, I don't mean great. Swallow these seeds and seal your fate. You might not know what I'm talking about, but if you do, don't let me find out. Round applause, Coolio. Yeah. Hot sixteen. If you are, uh, hey, yeah. but um, it was there. Uh, Tover, any last words here for the citizens of Boom Bap Nation? And Coolio, listen, man, listen, man. listen. I'm, 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 I am, a, I am not a rapper. I'm not a fucking rapper. I'm a motherfucking MC. I'm an MC. I'm from Compton, California. 
Facts. I'm I'm cut from I'm cut from that cloth. I'm cut from that cloth that Nas was cut from. I'm cut from that cloth that that PE was cut from. I'm cut from that cloth that LL was cut from. I'm cut from that cloth that KRS one was cut from. I'm I'm cut from that cloth that 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 motherfucking Melly Mel, the real king of MCs, is from. Mm. Bro, let's go. Bro, on some real shit. And bro, Rakim, people, Rakim was the first MC to rap in his natural speaking voice. Well, one of the first, because I think MC Shan did too. I think MC Shan did too. But most, back then, most cats was rapping like this. <laughs> Yo, shouts out to, shouts out to um, Curtis Blow, bro. Rest in peace, my brother. My brother, ecstasy, brother. Hey, listen, bro. Do you know what the fuck, Houdini, bro? Do you know how fucking progressive they, bro? They shit, you could play some Houdini right now. That shit don't even sound old, bro. The shit sound, you could, you could put, you could put Houdini, Houdini shit up against any of this shit that's out right now. Bro. Houdini was tough. On some real shit. On some real shit, bro. It just, and it just goes to show you that there, there, you, you don't have to date. You don't have to be dated, bro. They, oh, he, oh, he dated. He, man, fuck you. Fuck, fuck anybody who got that that mode of thinking, stop that shit, man. And, and you know, you can call me a hater if you want to. I don't give a fuck. Nah. But if some, just because a motherfucker's making money, respect doesn't get you. I mean, money doesn't get you fucking respect, bro. Money, money, money. You can try to buy respect, but you can have. A suitcase full of money. You got a suitcase with, with, with ten million dollars in it, and still get a motherfucking bullet in your head. Okay, so on some real shit, respect money. Money buys you fake respect. Wow, and that's that's what money buys you. And let me tell you something. People always say, "Oh, don't hate on that brother. He making he making money. He do." It. I don't give a fuck how much money you got. If you suck, you fucking suck. If you disrespecting hip hop, you disrespecting hip hop. And hip hop is my father. So if you disrespecting hip hop, you disrespecting my father. So I'm like I said, I'm serious about this music shit. I always have been and I always will be. So I'm your son. Fact right there. Hey, shout out, shout out to Naughty by Nature. That's my motherfucking family. Double I. Hey, shout out to shout out to my neighborhood, Eastside Motherfucker. Shout out to my family. My son, hey, hey, check out my sons, bro. Check my son, my son, one of my sons, his name is AI. He, he featuring all my shit. Uh, he been touring with me since he was fucking 16 years old, bro. Okay. He's 30 now, bro. He got skills. Check out my son, Pharaoh Santana. Pharaoh Santana. He got, he got, Follow that. He got, he got two hot videos out right now. Uh, one, is, one is called... Uh, Moonlight, and the other one is called. It's a new one. I'll fuck it. Check out Moonlight, and then you'll see the other one. Okay. But he, he's oh, it's called Playboy. But not the kind of Playboy that you. He, he got wordplay like. Listen, bro. <laughs> I I've done my job, but I, I'm not satisfied, and there's still more work to do. Still more work to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tom Shaka Zuma, man. 
Love and peace to y'all, man. Take care of yourself. Real, man. Thank you so much. On behalf of Boom Bad Nation, ladies and gentlemen, Coolio. Coolio the building. That's right. Eastside. Once again, this is the infamous hour here on BoomBadNation.com. Uh, well, Facebook.com slash BoomBadNation. Every single Thursday, myself and Tone Vera bring a legendary artist. Peace and blessings to Coolio. Next week, we'll be live in studio with Cassidy. We'll be broadcasting live in New York. We'll have a dope performance, a, a, a dope setup. Uh, Tone Vera, this is definitely interesting. Uh interview today and um, make sure you log back in and check out all the infamous hour episodes here on boom bat nation shout out to our official sponsor livecast and shout out to party g who's lighting weed happily in my house for the first time for real and shout out to everybody who was in the chat and, and he's, not, he's not even lighting a nine seven it's, it's not even a nine seven it's what, like what? real no, it's, it's like some regular it's not even nine seven, but yeah, we had some loyal fans, man. A lot of people were really rocking with Coolio the whole night. They were sticking around for the whole interview. Yeah. They were loving it every single minute. That's right. Uh, so next time, peace and blessings. Stay safe and stay COVID nineteen free. See you next week. Let's go. Peace.